GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. On Wednesdays, we go into one topic in more depth, and today we celebrated Cancer Relief Gibraltar's 40th anniversary. An exhibition, A Walk Through Our History, has been launched at the Gustavo Bacarisas Gallery. You should definitely check it out if you're walking through casemates in the next few days. The Governor Sir David Steele said that the charity's inspiring work makes it the jewel in the crown of charities in Gibraltar. Very warm words. Gibraltar today heard the testimony of one of the service users, which really made clear why Sir David said what he did. And Cancer Relief Chairperson Marisa de Soisa joined us at Broadcasting House for an in-depth conversation. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Thank you for having me. Uh, nice ambiente last night. <laughs> it was lovely. It was really lovely. It was everything I hoped for. Good. Uh, so tell us, what what are you hoping to achieve with this exhibition? Well, we thought we would mark the, the, the celebration of this uh, key anniversary by uh, by showing the community what's been achieved in the last 40 years. So um, uh, we thought of having a very visual exhibition so that it would be interesting. And so we've had the exhibition divided into decades, four decades, and uh, showing from 1983 to 1993, 93 to 2003, and so on, showing different themes, because it was really hard to to collate all the information. We went through the archives, and there was loads of stuff, because Cancer Relief, if it's very good, it's one thing, it's at archives and keeping press cuttings and things like that. So we had a wealth I, of information. I think you're good at more than just one thing. <laughs> well, I'll just throw that in there now. But, okay, okay. But you do that well, no? Yes, okay. yes. Uh, so much so that it was overwhelming. So we decided how could we how could we structure the exhibition? And basically we came up with themes. So we had milestones, milestones for each decade. Then we had facilities and services, what we, we offered to patients and their families at the time. Um, then we had key people. Who were the people involved at that time? Who who um, who made these services available to patients, um, and then we had events and fundraising because none of that could happen if it were not for uh, the wonderful fundraising that the community has. Ongoing, no, always, 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 right from the very beginning, and it's lovely to see these press cuttings from 1996, uh, from the Chronicle, for example, or Panorama. And and showing uh, this this or that club giving us um, giving us a donation. We have people, for example. I can. I'm just off the top of my head. I'm I'm yep. worried that I might forget uh, any. And if I do, I do apologise. But well, for example, GBC has supported us for years, for donkeys' years. So has the Rotary Club. So has uh, the prison officers, um, uh, the police, uh, different schools, Westside, for example. So. We've we've have a history, a relationship, an association with so many um, organisations and individuals who have have uh, funded the charity, and then the last theme was education and training, because it is really important that we keep up with current uh, education and training, so that our staff uh, uh, can give their best to to the people that we are serving. 
Excellent. Uh, so you're hearing the voice of Marisa de Soisa, who's the chairperson of Cancer Relief Gibraltar, celebrating their 40th anniversary. If you, a friend or a family member, uh, has had some contact uh, with the charity, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're live for the next half an hour or so with Marisa. Uh, and the number that you need to get in touch with us is plus 350-266-200. You can call us or you can add us on WhatsApp. You'll just need to do that once and you can send us a, a voice note, which is obviously really handy um, for radio because then we can hear your voice and we'd, we'd love to know what you have to say about Cancer Relief Gibraltar. Uh, so, uh, 40 years, uh, let's ask you, you, you've described the um, exhibition there, Marie. So, uh, maybe let's start off with the first decade and you said, you know, sort of uh, that you had milestones per decade yes. and, and key people. Take us back to the beginning of Cancer Relief Gibraltar's story. Right, well... Um, it all began uh, when uh, a lady called Maureen Stansfield, now now Maureen Kelly, who actually was at the exhibition. She flew out yesterday to to come to the exhibition. Maureen and um, and uh, an Anglican padre and Lady Williams together. The the situation arose whereby they started to talk about the need for hospice care in Gibraltar, and um, and they recruited different community leaders faith leaders together to form a, a committee. The original idea was to have a hospice. But at the time, I mean, talking about 1983, there wasn't even a, a home ownership. There was very little in terms of property. So um, they decided to open a day support service. They had um, also, they gave financial assistance at, to patients who were very hard up because of their illness. And they also had a nursing equipment uh, loan service. And the first day centre was opened in Transport House, thanks to um, the yes. Transport and General Workers Union, to Jose Neto, who charged the charity a peppercorn rent. I don't know what it was, 50p or a pound or whatever. Mm. And we were there for quite a few years, um, uh, serving patients who had developed cancer. And at the time, we had others as well. Um, and all with Maureen leading. And it was um, it was uh, run staffed by volunteers we have always been heavily dependent on volunteers and i can't i can't praise the different generations of volunteers that we've had throughout the 40 years we're talking about um, Maureen and we actually recorded uh, a little piece with her uh, at the launch of your exhibition uh, last night so we can hear her voice now. You do so much for a cancer patient and you give up all hope and life. And in hospital you can't do these things but you can in your own centre or your own premises and there's so much more to life. It's very rewarding as you can see. And tonight I've met some of the original volunteers and I'm just on the high from it. It's wonderful to see you. I've been up to the new centre and I've met Bronya and I think she's absolutely amazing. And Marissa has been a stalwart all the time because she's been there ever since I left. The voice of Maureen Kelly Stansfield. Kelly now, yes. uh, Kelly now and, and people might who have used Cancer Relief Gibraltar might recognise her as uh, Maureen Stansfield. Yes. Um, talking to us last night at the exhibition that was launched to mark the 40th anniversary um, of Cancer Relief Gibraltar um, and we heard um, just a reference there to, to you being a stalwart but also uh, to Grania 
uh, being a, a key person today, and I'm sure we'll we'll get to talk to her or, or about her, if you like, a, a little bit later on. Yes, absolutely, uh, Marisa. But um, but you were talking to us there about the early the early years and and the, the role that Maureen played. Uh, it must be lovely to to be reunited with her as well yeah, on a absolutely. personal level. No? Absolutely, and the pity is that um, Lady Williams we invited to come. She did come for the opening of the Cancer Relief Centre back in 2013, because we've been there now for 10 years. Um, she she did come, and that was lovely because she opened it. But um, the truth is now, uh, Lady Williams, I think, is in her 90s and not well enough to come. So she sent us a message, and once I have all the links, I'm going to be sending information to her so she can share Great. share with what with the celebrations. Excellent. So key people who have um, built up or, or contributed to uh, Cancer Relief's journey. Uh, uh, so we, we, we heard about uh, you originally being based at uh, Transport House uh, and we've mentioned Lady Williams there uh, whose name became synonymous with uh, y- your facility on Devil's Tower Road. Was Correct. that where, where you then moved to? Yes, yes. Again, there was no properties available at the time, but the Girl Guides uh, commissioner was Mary Dolding and Mary Dolding became Cancer Relief's first what we called then Macmillan nurse and, Macmill- and Mary um, uh, thought it would be a great idea for the Girl Guides hut on, that, on the plot by St. Saint, Saint Teresa's uh, church that, that Cancer Relief could have a prefab built there and the Girl Guides would use the, the top so it was like a, a, joint, a joint venture mm-hmm. and, and it worked very well under the leadership as well of Lillian Pitaluga, who was a chairperson for for well nigh 20 years. Um, and that's when we moved to Devil's Star Road. Maureen left, and then I was a nurse. I'd, my career break, I wanted to get back to, to work, and um, I started running the Lady William Centre then. So, so you, um, by profession, were a nurse, but yes. you started working voluntarily with yes. the Cancer Relief Centre. Yes, I was a volunteer driver in Transport House. Ah, right, so from, from, from the early yes, days, from yes, the, the origins. Yes. And, um, I mean, cancer has become, um, you know, unfortunately a, a very significant uh, thing in people's lives today. Yes. But was it sort of a much younger concept back then and did we know less about it and was it having, did it have less of an impact because we knew less about it? Yes, there was a, a taboo about speaking about cancer and there was a, this, this uh, way of thinking that people shouldn't be told so truth-telling was an issue. Um, and obviously it is unethical if someone wants to know what's wrong with them uh, and they feel that they're not getting better, that, 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 we, that everybody goes around telling them uh, things that are not true. Um, I, believe, uh, I believe that it is a right of somebody to know what's wrong with them. If they don't want to know, they won't ask. Or there's also techniques in which you can use in communication in which you can establish how much a person wants to know. But at the time, it was big C, algo malo, that kind of uh, phrase. And and cancer relief, I I believe, along with our GHA um, colleagues uh, in the district, for example, uh, we had Macmillan nurses like um, Marika Melea, Millie Olivero, Pat Daly, Maurice Senet. Um, there was originally Derek Richardson as well. Um, and together we 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 formed this multidisciplinary team, um, and we, we set about trying to break these taboos and to make a care available in people's homes. And then cancer relief. So was was it a very deliberate sort of uh, strategy 
we need to talk about this, we need to make it, um, break down the taboo, make sure that people who have cancer or their family members are able to talk about it, this is important? Yes. It was a deliberate sort of thing that you knew you had to do? It was one of many things that needed to be done. And also uh, think that in it, it was like old-fashioned doctors at the time, um, maybe if the family insisted that they didn't want their mother or their father to know or their husband or wife, um, at times, um, at times, unfortunately, the doctors would go along with the family. Now it is seen as highly unethical to do that when somebody is asking for their diagnosis. Sure. Um, and the other thing, the other break that we had was cancer relief has always been instrumental in kick-starting different things to do with cancer. So the first palliative care nurse in St. Bernard's uh, was Susan Roder. She was one of the key people. That was the uh, late 90s, I think. Susan was the um, the first nurse who started to um, uh, work in the field of palliative care in the old St. Bernard's, yes. Okay. Um, well, this is, there's a lot to unpack, Marisa, uh, and um, thank you for being with us here at Broadcasting House. We'll continue to talk about Cancer Relief Gibraltar's uh, 40th anniversary, uh, the amazing journey that the charity has been on, and uh, also perhaps where it's going next. And it's um, it's lovely to be talking to Marisa de Soisa, the charity's chairperson, uh, on this Wednesday afternoon. Um, Marisa, a, a, a really lovely turnout at the, the launch of... Your your exhibition. It's the first of a number of events, but some very kind words uh, spoken by, among others, the chief minister and the governor. Yes, that's right. And there was a lovely warm atmosphere. I mean, it took, it's taken us months to get everything together. So th- last night was a culmination of, of everything that we've been working towards. And it was everything that we hoped for. And it was wonderful to see all the retired volunteers, people who've supported us in any way, and also service users there at the at the event. Wonderful. Uh, we will actually play a clip by, um, hear the voice of, if you like, one of the people who has used the Cancer uh, Relief Centre uh, as, as, as it now is. Um, I suppose we might as well um, do that now. But, but uh, let's, before we, we bring in Darren Serisola, who uh, spoke very, very warmly to GBC about how key uh, the service was uh, up at the Cancer Relief Centre on South Barrack Road. Uh, maybe you can just um, take us there. Uh, we, we were talking before the break about the Lady Williams Centre. When yeah. did you move up to um, South Barrack Road and, and how important was that move? Yes, we moved in 2013. The The old prefab was really getting very dilapidated. It was had been the home to a support group that we'd had. Um, uh, aromatherapy uh, what we had at the time something called hospice at home um, had been the ho- that had been the place where all these things happened but uh, we needed to, we needed to expand and we needed a proper home and this building I mean it was beyond our wildest dreams it was wonderful to move up to the Cancer Relief Centre in South Barracks um, and there we were able to launch so much more than the services that we started with. We started with two services, three, we now have 14. We started with one nurse, we've now got 20 staff. We've got two nursing uh, teams. We've got a doctor who works partly with us and with the GHA. And all of this we've done in conjunction with the GHA. We work, we've got a multidisciplinary relationship with the district nurses, with um, the uh, palliative care uh, team and the clinical nurse specialists in the hospital. Um, And all of this 
uh, has enables us to develop more and more services. Okay, and those services are for people, and to state the obvious, it, it's people uh, almost inevitably um, who are going through some of the toughest moments of their lives. Yes. Um, and I think we, we want to play and hear the voice of Darren Serisola, who uh, spoke to GBC uh, in late 2021, Okay. But his words are so powerful that they won't have dated at all. Yes. And I know that um, they'll resonate with a lot of people who have used uh, the service. Um, he praises how important and, and um, how much of a difference um, the services offered at the Cancer Relief Centre made to him and his family uh, as his father um, uh, progressively got um, more and more ill. So this is the voice of Darren Serisola. My dad was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, through cancer, realized he was losing weight and the, the symptoms and, and things that come with it. So it was not the best time as well because of COVID. So COVID didn't make none of this any easier as well. Um, but once again, the same thanks to the services provided by the Cancer Relief Centre, it was made so much easier, you know. Uh, but yeah, the difficulty on getting him seen, dealt with, now all that was many many bumps on, on, on the road trying to get things sorted because like I said of COVID everything being locked down transport everything was, was a nightmare logistic, logistically you know we got to the point where my dad had um, couldn't be treated anymore there was nothing else they could do for him so he was imminent that he was going to die he, you know there was many things going through our mind many things going through his mind like I said it was a journey that I don't wish upon anybody really even it went as far as even looking at euthanasia, you know, as hard as, as it might. But, yeah, moments of desperation. I think people want to have a control of when and how they die. So you can imagine the difficulties of these things when you have to talk with, for me, my hero, my dad, these things, you know. It was it. It was the end of the road for him. And he says, I want to die at home, Darren. I, I'm scared of dying in hospital. I don't want to die in hospital. Can you arrange for me to, to go home? He settled in. The nurses came to see us, came to see him. They were so caring with him, so supportive, constantly monitoring him, constantly managing him. Um, very conscientious also of the needs that the family had, you know. So they were very supportive with my mother, were very supportive with all of us and would just call and they'd be there. So that means a lot, uh, Jonathan, in terms of when a person is at that stage of, of the end of their life. As a healthcare professional, like I said, I have seen it. And it gives so much dignity to the person, to their family, to, you know? It gives something so special, like, like I say, something you cannot, you cannot explain, you know? You cannot really measure. Um, the words of Darren Serisola, whose family um, praised Cancer Relief Gibraltar um, for how easily or how much they helped, because it's never easy, but how much they helped uh, when uh, Darren's late father uh, became more ill. And we're going uh, into depth today on Cancer Relief Gibraltar, uh, who are celebrating their 40th anniversary. Uh, let's ask the chairperson, Marisa de Soisa, for, uh, you, you know, how do you feel when you hear those words? I have to say, I, I was wondering if I'd even be able to speak because uh, I found it very uh, uh, emotional. 
it, it kind of brings home exactly what the, all the work is about. And only those that go through it know what, what, what that is like. And I think it is wonderful uh, that when, a, when somebody's cancer cannot be cured, that they have the support. They have the support from the GHA and they have the support from the Hospice Outreach Service, which, by the way, that particular service is funded by the government. And we're in the process, actually, of asking for an increase in, in that grant because the demand of patients has, has risen as, as we've been able to care for more people at home who've expressed a wish to die at home. The, 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 we've needed more, more funding, so we're in the process of negotiating with the government to be able to provide that service. But going back to, da to Darren's testimony, that is what it's all about. Um, and the other, the under, the other end of the spectrum, <clears throat> excuse me, bless you, is is the the patients who actually do get better. We have group a group called Living with and Beyond Cancer. These are two groups. The men have just they kind of divided themselves up. The men call themselves Los Caballeros, <laughs> and they get they get together and uh, they use the center as a base. Uh, so it isn't for uh, and as as cures and as treatments improve, so so does um, the outcome for, for patients. So, um, whereas in 1983, when we started, the prognoses were m more uh, negative, if you like, that is not necessarily the case uh, anymore. It's an important uh, point, yeah. Yeah, and another thing I want to say, there's been another really important milestone uh, for people who got affected by cancer in Jib, and that is the opening of the chemotherapy unit in the hospital under True. Dr. Ballesteros' uh, leadership. Um, that has been a really good thing. We had been campaigning for that as well for years, and we enjoy a fabulous relationship with uh, their team. Interestingly, um, during the COVID years, um, uh, in order to protect patients having chemotherapy, um, the, the chemo unit moved up to the Cancer Relief Centre because it True. wasn't a hospital. So um, we weren't using it in, with physical presence. Um, we carried on supporting patients virtually uh, through telephone consultations, through FaceTime, through Zoom. Uh, and when the nurses did need to go into patients' homes, because sometimes you, know, you need to, then they, they, they wore the full PPE, etc. But that was a wonderful um, enlace, if you like, a link between... Um, between the charity and the GHA and we hope to build on that because that is the best way that we're going to be able to support patients and their families. I've reported on uh, Cancer Relief's amazing work uh, over the years and it's always struck me that you do have and uh, I suppose it can be no other way but you do have a very good relationship with the health authority and, and you work together and, and, and you, you, you know you talk about how to maximise the resources that you have to make sure that you are giving as much help as possible and the services are as good as possible for those who need it Yeah, I'd like to explain one thing when um, and if we're talking about our hospice outreach team uh, and, and all our services really the, there is a place for a hospital uh, where, where patients are looked after medically and, and clinically and they have their treatments and they're followed up with their blood results, their scans and all the rest of it. But because there is such a pressure on, and this is not just in Gibraltar, this is everywhere, such a pressure on, uh, on these services, uh, you need 
organizations like ours to provide a holistic care. So when we have our patients, we're not involved in the treatment or tests or anything like that. We can act as a conduit when th when things we need to to have rapid access to a doctor. But the the emphasis in cancer relief is about the whole person, and the unit of care is the whole person and their family. Now. So our nurses are specialized in talking to people about what they want in their life. We called it an anticipated care plan. Mm -hmm. We talk to people about what their wishes are. We talk to people, and you need a long, trusting relationship for that. We talk about bucket lists. Um, and we enable, and we, I know some of our nurses, patients, I think there was a warship in, uh, I forget now, but there was a gentleman who really, he'd been in the Navy, he wanted to go to this, visit this warship, It was organized. Uh, one of our nurses went, we got special permission, and he was able to do that. Now, that kind of thing is very difficult to do in a hospital ward. Sure. Um, and this is where the value of, uh, of uh, voluntary, the voluntary sector is, because we are able, we're flexible, and we're able to do that kind of thing. So you can complement the services offered that at the health authority. That is the right, the right word. As, and you, we use the word complement. We also have the complementary therapies. Excellent. Um, so we're talking to Marisa de Soisa, who's the chairperson of Cancer Relief Gibraltar, who are celebrating their 40th anniversary. Uh, they launched an exhibition last night called A Walk Through Our History, uh, which um, I highly recommend to you. Uh, it, it really sort of lays out how much work has gone into uh, enriching and, and, and making the lives of everybody uh, who they've come into contact with uh, that little bit better. Uh, and um, and that's at the Gustavo Bacarisas Gallery at Casemates. Um, and at the launch last night, the governor, uh, Sir David Steele, had this to say. When I first came here, I was invited to go and see Cancer Relief in South Barrack Road. And I, I must admit, I went there with a little bit of foreboding because cancer is, is one of those things that really frightens a lot of people. And after one hour and a half, I left completely uplifted and inspired. The work that Cancer Relief does here in Gibraltar is astonishing. I think this Cancer Relief Gibraltar, as I have said, is the jewel in the crown of the charities in Gibraltar. Lovely words spoken by Sir David. Um, yeah. Marisa, your, your response to that? Well, can I say it's uh, it's lovely to, to, to have a response, uh, a feedback like that. Um, it, yeah, it is. It, it's uh, lovely. I, I, I mean, it, it, to be honest, I, I, as a reporter, I, I was also feeling a little bit sort of wary about going into cancer relief, into the cancer relief centre. And, you know, it's a heavy topic. And, and if, you, yeah. if you're doing it for the first time, you, you know how much it means to people and you don't want to get anything wrong, yes, uh, be yes. insensitive and all the rest of it. But I must say that uh, I, I don't think that he was just being um, uh, diplomatic. Polite. There. I think yeah. that, it, it, you know, the, the, the team at Cancer Relief Centre approaches their work in such a way that you, you really do feel better yes. about um, the topic. You, you feel, well, you know, this, that there are, there's a lot that can be done. Yeah, absolutely. Th th there's a lot that can mm -hmm. be, you know, you, to, to emphasize that that term, living with. Yes. Fine, there is cancer in this case, but but what can we do, and, and yes. what are we going to do? Yes. Uh, and um, and you approach the topics with such um, with such a level head, and and also with with sensitivity, and it, it really is quite remarkable. Um, yeah. I can I just add one thing? Um, we've been cancer relief has been uh, very fortunate in having uh, the leadership of our chief executive, Gronje McKenna. 
Gronia has uh, developed the 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 charity um from the early days in 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 um in south barracks i have learned a great deal from her uh you couldn't there's not enough hours in the day that that that, that, that when gronia is not working and putting in and developing and she she has managed to expand the the charity to where it is now so i really want to pay tribute to gronia uh and and our, our lovely team our two nursing teams and uh admin and fundraising staff because it all works because they are all dedicated as well as our board shall i just say and our volunteers yes because you've uh, there's a lot of voluntary work but it's a, it's a serious operation that has people employed there uh, and and the, and it's uh, you know it's very impressive to see the way it all comes together but there's there's oversight from the board there are professionals who yes. are nurses or or, or other uh, associated health professionals uh, uh, and then there are the volunteers uh, the fundraisers it, it really is a, an amazing community effort yep it is absolutely right marisa um before we leave you and thank you for your time can i just ask you to peer ahead into uh, cancer relief's future uh, what are the next major uh, challenges or, or opportunities that that you're looking at right I think the first thing that springs to mind and that is because it's so obvious now is the need to expand the hospice outreach service and that is not possible without additional funding from the government so I'm going to be very honest and say that that is the biggest thing that uh, we we require if we want to keep expanding and keep to provide for example round the clock care including every night um have somebody on call we need to have extra funding from government to be able to provide that service so that is the immediate thing and as i say we're in the we're in the process of negotiating at the moment with mr isola the, the minister for health um in terms of the center itself we've just um we're going to be starting um a new service called physiotherapy prehabilitation um with a wonderful um physiotherapist jan and that actually for example just to give you an example there's loads of examples but the the Bas- barcelai foundation are going to be funding that 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 post and jan and uh they also have a personal trainer who's a, a, a volunteer karen we're going to be concentrating on making people feel as well as they can and when they're going to this is a new thing that's happened now instead of rehabilitation prehabilitation so Excellent. when someone is going to be undergoing treatment we try to assist them to be as well as possible not just physically physically but also uh, looking after their mental mental well well-being uh, it's a lot to think about and to take <laughs> yeah. in no? and, and you do sort of you, uh, clearly from having spoken to a number of uh, patients and their family members you really do help them to understand what they're going through and to um, feel equipped psychologically to, to yeah, deal with it so correct. congratulations on 40 amazing years yep and um, and here's to the next 40 yeah thank and, you very much and to you getting the extra funding yeah. that you need yeah we've got we've got uh, very quickly we've got uh, fun day coming up on the 20th or 20th, 20th of may 
and then it's all going to be culminated by a gala ball in October. So you'll hear about that at the time. Um, uh, I've got a, a very quick question um, for you, Marisa, if we can just uh, fit it in. Um, uh, cancer numbers, have they gone up in the last three ne- three years? Um, we've got a question here from one of our listeners. Do you, um, do you... I, I, I don't have the figures myself, but I know that Dr. Ballesteros, when he gave a presentation recently, he said that, um, that uh, two in one people no one in two i beg your pardon my maths is wrong <laughs> one in two people uh, during the lo- the space of their lifetime may um may expect to get cancer and that's because we're living much longer uh cancer i don't know the final figures but don't i worry. do know that yeah. it's up there with with heart disease uh, thank you so much to marisa de soisa the chair of cancer relief gibraltar what an amazing story thanks for listening to those highlights from gibraltar today I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.